Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, Senator Charles Schumer's planned Fire Grants and Safety Act of 2023 to save the top federal firefighting funding programs from being eliminated. I'm Gary Scott and today is Thursday, April 6, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, Glens Falls City School District announces its new mascot, Amtrak's Adirondack Line returns to service, Argyle's new school superintendent, Whitehall's new elementary principal, and the city of Glens Falls altering its outdoor dining regulations. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I would like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, the Rossio Peterson Law Firm in Saratoga Springs. They believe in educating individuals about their legal rights, empowering them to stand up for those rights, and guiding them toward the right decisions in difficult situations. Because legal problems are never one size fits all. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. And don't forget to grab a copy of the official Glens Falls Today quarterly business report at Spot Coffee in downtown Glens Falls. It's the perfect read to go with your morning coffee. The results are in... The Glens Falls Student Cabinet has announced the school district's new mascot to be... Can I get a drum roll? The Black Bears. According to our own Kate Haggerty, this announcement came Monday at a special meeting of the Board of Education. Board members approved the Student Cabinet recommendation with the mascot and icon set to change over on July 1st. This change will include the school's apparel, fixtures, and turf field, along with other items. The process of rebranding the Glens Falls mascot first began when the New York State Education Department ordered all districts to remove Indian mascots and associated Native American imagery from the public school system. Along with the mascot rebranding, Glens Falls City School District also established their core values of unity, support, passion, and grit. And to establish these core values, 829 participants shared 404 ideas, which were then rated by over 29,000 participating students, employees, families, alumni, and neighbors. As the process continued, the four mascot finalists were announced to be the Knights, Wolves, Black Bears, and Hawks. Apart from the total vote count, there were other factors that were considered in making the final decision. For example, the Corinth Central School District recently chose their new mascot to be the River Hawks, and there was concern about having a mascot too similar to another nearby school. Also, the Knights mascot idea garnered concern about unity. So, with those two no longer in consideration, the Black Bears were chosen over the Wolves. The next step in the process of rebranding will be developing the icons and logos. However, red and black will remain the school colors, and GF Nation will still be used as their moniker. Dubbed one of the world's most scenic train rides, Amtrak's Adirondack Line has resumed operations. According to News 10, the Adirondack Line made its first stop in the capital region since the pandemic shut it down and continued through the North Country, with a final stop in Montreal. Rick Kaplan is a regular rider of the line, and he came all the way from Pennsylvania just to get on board for the first day back. 
He said, quote, I've ridden all the long distance trains multiple times, and I knew this was coming back today, so I just wanted to be on the first one. Jason Abrams, the senior spokesperson with Amtrak, says this was a monumental day, adding, quote, All of our trains are now back to service from the pandemic, including all three to Canada. A couple of key factors had kept the line from starting up earlier. Abrams said, quote, We needed the border to be open for travel. We also need to have the trains and the crew as well to run it. Crew's qualifications last for a year, so being out of service for three years, those qualifications expired. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik released a statement on the train's return, which said, quote, Families throughout upstate New York and the North Country rely on the Adirondack Line for transportation, and it serves a significant economic driver, connecting tourists and our Canadian neighbors to our region. From New York City to Montreal, News 10 reports the entire ride is about 10 hours. From Albany, the trip is only about 7, which is still plenty of time for riders like Rick Kaplan to sit back and enjoy the scenic ride. Now, before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. Standing at the Glens Falls Fire Department on Tuesday with the main federal firefighter funding programs at risk of being totally eliminated this year, United States Senate Majority Leader Charles E. Schumer revealed his plan to rally support to pass the Fire Grants and Safety Act of 2023 in the Senate by the end of this month to save these programs. According to Sun Community News, the two programs are known as the Assistance to Firefighters Grant, or AFG program, and Staffing for Adequate Fire and Emergency Response, or SAFER program. Senator Schumer said, quote, From smaller communities like those here in Warren and Washington counties to our major cities like Albany and Schenectady, the AFG and SAFER programs are lifelines that have delivered over $16.5 million in federal funding to our Capital Region firefighters in just the past three years. We can't let these programs go up in smoke. These are desperately needed federal dollars for new fire trucks, better equipment, and to hire more firefighters in the upstate communities that need them most. Schumer originally helped create the AFG program in 1999, which later expanded to also include the SAFER program and the Fire Prevention and Safety, or FPNS, programs. Schumer explained that these federal programs have been a lifeline for firefighters and have become essential to their continued operations, especially in smaller and more rural counties. Fire departments, like those in upstate New York, often face budget shortfalls and extremely high costs, which mean they cannot purchase the modern equipment they need to combat emergencies while keeping firefighters safe. For example, a modern pumper truck can cost well over $750,000, while ladder trucks routinely cost over a million. And it costs roughly $12,000 to outfit a firefighter in protective gear and breathing apparatus. Due to the extreme nature of the job, equipment can often become damaged and need to be replaced at enormous cost, especially for smaller communities like those in Warren and Washington counties. Schumer said that barring action through legislation, these programs are only authorized for funding through fiscal year 2023, meaning FEMA would be unable to accept any additional funding requests for next year. The programs also sunset next year, meaning all of the technical assistance that FEMA provides for ongoing grants would also cease next year. Since the start of these programs in 2002, Schumer says these grants have delivered nearly $700 million in federal funding to New York firefighters. He said if the new legislation doesn't pass, fire departments will not be able to access this funding next year, 
and added that losing this funding would be felt especially hard for Capital Region firefighters, who have received over $16.5 million in federal funding through these programs in just the past three years alone. For example, Warren County is estimated to have received $139,000 in funding through the program since 2020, with Washington County estimated at $900,000 and Saratoga County at $4.75 million in the same time period. Schumer said that if these programs were to cease, it would mean life-saving equipment and the hundreds of New York firefighters who have been hired or recruited thanks to this funding might never have happened. The Glens Falls Fire Department received an AFG grant of just over $17,000 in 2017 to purchase equipment for the annual fit testing of their self-contained breathing apparatus, and just a year ago, the South Glens Falls Fire Department received an AFG grant of nearly $35,000 for procuring new equipment. Additionally, last summer, the Saratoga Springs Fire Department received one of the largest, safer grants in New York State history, $4.15 million to hire and train 16 new firefighters, and was awarded an AFG grant of $240,000 just the month prior to purchase new breathing apparatus. Last week, the Salem Fire Department was notified that they will receive a $40,000 safer grant for the recruitment and retention of volunteer firefighters. Specifically, the Sun reports the Fire Grants and Safety Act would reauthorize the U.S. Fire Administration, the Assistance to Firefighters Grants Program, and the Staffing for Adequate Fire and Emergency Response Grant Program through fiscal year 2030. The bill would also extend the sunset for both SAFER and AFG from 2024 to 2032, and the bill would increase the authorization for the U.S. Fire Administration by about $20 million, while maintaining the authorized funding level for SAFER and AFG at $750 million each. The AFG and SAFER grant programs are both administered by the Department of Homeland Security's Federal Emergency Management Agency to provide competitive funding directly to fire departments and volunteer firefighter interest organizations to purchase essential equipment and help them increase the number of trained frontline firefighters available in their communities. The Argyle Board of Education has appointed James Benefield as the district's new superintendent of schools. According to the Post-Star, Benefield is currently the high school principal at Hudson Falls Central School District. In a news release posted to the district's website, Board President Pamela Ellis said, quote, As we progressed through the selection process, it became clear to the Board of Education that Mr. Benefield's small school roots, experience, and passion for our district and community was the right fit for our students and the Argyle community. Benefield will replace interim superintendent Mark Besson and is expected to begin his duties on July 1st. He has spent the last 20 years at the Hudson Falls Central School District, 8 years as middle school assistant principal, and 12 years as high school principal. He first began his career in education teaching grades 5 through 8 social studies at the St. Mary's School of Ticonderoga in 1996. He served as a high school social studies teacher at Attica Central School for 3 years, then accepted the position to serve as the middle school assistant principal. Benefield earned a Bachelor of Science in Education at Roberts Wesleyan College in 1995. His master's degree in education and certificate of advanced study in educational administration were both earned at SUNY Brockport. And Argyle isn't the only Washington County school district with a new face joining their ranks this year. The Postar also reports Adriana Strong has been selected as the next principal of Whitehall Elementary School. A news release from the district on Monday said Strong will officially be appointed to the position at the April 17th Board of Education meeting, with the plan for her to begin working with interim elementary principal John Godfrey in mid-May. Strong will then begin her duties as elementary principal on July 1st. 
Strong has been an educator for nine years and has been teaching fifth grade at the Hartford Central School District for the past seven. She earned her undergraduate degree in childhood education from SUNY Cortland and a master's degree in special education from St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. According to the release, she holds certifications in grades 1 through 6 general education, students with disabilities in grades 1 through 6, as well as a school building leader certificate. And finally, restaurants in downtown Glens Falls might have to alter their outdoor dining plans this summer. According to News 10, scaling back a few tables and chairs may make the difference to meet regulations which the city says may have been broken without anyone's knowledge since the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic. On Friday, Mayor Bill Collins spoke to the Glens Falls Common Council about Public Right-of-Way Access Guidelines, or PROWEG, a set of guidelines from the U.S. Department of Transportation's Federal Highway Administration that moderate right-of-way for pedestrians. The COVID-19 pandemic prompted a burst in restaurants looking to seat customers outside, unknowingly violating the rules in the process. At Friday's meeting, Collins said, quote, We were, by accident, breaking the law. We weren't following it to make sure five feet of space is on every one of our sidewalks. This really developed during COVID, when people really wanted to increase their space because they could only use half of the space inside a restaurant. The city is now in the process of speaking with restaurants who have started operating outdoor dining on the sidewalk along areas like Glen and Ridge Streets since 2020 in an effort to work together on meeting pro-WAG regulations. Businesses are expected to be asked to fill out applications for new encroachment permits to be approved at the next Common Council meeting. To further that conversation, two public meetings were set for this week for restaurateurs to learn more about how their outdoor table and chair plans will have to be altered. The first meeting was held on Tuesday, and the second will be today, Thursday, April 6th, at 2 p.m. in the Holden Meeting Room at Crandall Public Library, 251 Glen Street. Pro-WAG guidelines are specifically written to ensure that walkways allow a safe and accessible right-of-way for pedestrians with disabilities. Those accommodations are based on the Americans with Disabilities Act. New pro-WAG-friendly encroachment permits are expected to be up for approval at the city's next Common Council meeting. And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I am Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.